welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Welcome listeners, welcome to the talk show for talkers. And today we have a conversation about software engineering and other related matters for you. And we have in the studio one of the greatest software engineers in Blarney in Ireland, Mr. Ted Melanfi. And we have, with him, we have with him a guest who was on the show earlier in the week, Christian Collinson. So I'd like to introduce you, first of all, to software engineer, Mr. Ted Melanfi. Thank you very much, Paul. It's a pleasure to be on again on this particular segment because you usually take this spot, but I, I'm delighted to be here. And I'm delighted that our our very special guest is still with us because this is the real software engineer. Christian, what was interesting, when you said to me, software engineer, my namesake was in the Royal Navy and what he was was a radio operator. That might have been the equivalent back in the day. Would, it, would I be right in saying there was a, a relationship or a core relationship between software engineering and what he was doing as a radio operator? I would go with... Um... In, in terms of what I do anyway, it's very, very, very similar. The um, My work every day is, it is very much the successor to exactly that. I think um, it's referred to as signals intelligence, that type of thing. Yeah. So uh, that is everything I do as a software engineer. I'm, um, well, I write, I write software and it's all about... Uh, analyzing what's going over the uh, over the radio waves and uh, and also it's starting to expand into things like what's going on in the internet what can be seen by radar all sorts of magic things like that very but, interesting uh, interesting stuff yes but i write all the maths behind it jeez <laughs> oh, um, how do you actually do that how do you write something like that is it in letters or is it in code it's uh, it's all in code for the most part but it does start out written in letters. So um, it's a bit of a long process, but you sort of start out by going off to the Navy or whoever and saying, all right, what are your current problems? What do you need? And they say, well, we need to do this, this and this. And then I go back to my, uh, my these guys are called systems engineers. I go back to my systems engineers and I say, all right, so they want this, this and this. How can we make that turn into something real? And then they come back to me with a big plan. They'll have diagrams and then I'll go back to them and say, well, uh, that plan's not very helpful to me. Can you give me some words and actually tell me what that means? Mm -hmm. So they give me those words and I then discuss it with my other engineers and my team. And then we say, well, how are we going to make that happen? And so we bash our heads together. We split it out all into little bits and pieces. And then it's like when you're designing a house, it's, you might get one person who you say, all right, carpenter. You need to lay out the floors. Electrician, we need an electrician. How are we going to get the electrics in? And uh, and then it gets smaller and smaller and smaller until it gets down to the code. And when it gets down to the code, it's uh, not very readable. I wouldn't want to read it out to you. That's a lovely analogy, the way you gave us the message there. It sounds very interesting. I can remember my uncle, when he left the Navy, he took up a job then with a newspaper. And on the newspaper, the information coming in was ticker tape. Ah. A series of, of little holes inside. And mm -hmm. he was able to read that because of his training in the, in the Navy. 
Consequently, that's what led him down the road of being able to, I won't say exploit, no, because it wasn't insider trading, but he was able to read all the code with regards <laughs> the stocks and bonds and stuff mm. like that. And he would have known then before anybody else, before it actually appeared in print. So he knew what kind of things to invest in. That is. Do you mind if I uh, just recount a couple of uh, anecdotes around that? Yeah, so, please. Um, so first off, have you ever heard of a, a computer bug? A bug in your computer. Oh, I have a course, I have. So um, the the term a bug in the computer comes from probably about the kind of time when your uh, uncle would have been in the Navy. They had these humongous, huge, huge rooms filled with computers, but they weren't like modern computers. They weren't like uh, these yeah, little they, tiny things like yeah, your I phone. Know what you mean, yeah. So I forget her name, but there was an engineer on one of the, one of the American naval ships. And she found that the computer had just completely stopped working. So after digging around, she eventually found underneath a cog or something, there was a, there was just a big butterfly or some big bug, literal bug had gotten into the computer, pulled it out. It was all happy again. But then fast forwarding to the to uh, to now, again, what you were saying about reading off the ticker tapes. So uh, with with uh, the modern stock market, the equivalent of that is you teach a computer how to read that itself. So uh, you've you now have these big rooms of computers near the stock markets, and they're just reading everything as it comes across, and then they automatically make those buys and shares of uh, of stocks and things like that. And so uh, as you're saying. Time, time is the issue. Over time, what happens is uh, companies try and spend more money to move their computers an inch closer, another inch closer, just so that they have slightly less wire, slightly less wire to be able to read it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It is, I think it is anyway. And you know, there was a big announcement in Ireland. Oh, yesterday, for instance, that one of these chip manufacturing companies, Intel are making a big investment in this country over the next three or four years. When I heard that this company was coming to Ireland and they were going to spend 30 billion on on a chip factory, sure, I, I was thinking that the chips were out, the things that you get in the fish and chip shop. So, so <laughs> can you explain to me what chips are? Yes, yes, I can. So, would, you, um, would you be involved in the manufacture or the designing of those now as a software engineer? Um, not usually. Okay. Usually I can let somebody else who actually That's likes touching real yeah. things. Yeah, no, no, it's, um, so with, uh, with chips, it's, I don't have any on me. Oh, if I was, if I was at uh, my other place, I'd have one to show you. But by, by chips, they have, uh, they have these little, little tiny black squares inside them. They're full of transistors. Right. Um, transistors are three wires, and the three wires, depending on what uh, what goes into each one of them, you'll either get a, a one or a zero come out at the end of it. Um, gets a little bit involved after that, but um, have these little black squares made of cooked up silicon, and uh, inside that they have uh, all these transistors laying inside it, and so those are the chips, and then you have chip board. Oh, wow depending on who you're talking to. You have boards, and those boards you put all your chips on. If you've ever opened up an old um, 
an old video player or something like that. Yes. You'll see a big, big green, big green oh, board yeah, the inside. Oh, yeah, PCB board. That's the one. PCB, yeah. that's what I was looking for. Your yeah. PCB board. Now the chips, they're uh, they're all soldered straight onto that. And right. they're they're like the brain, the brain inside your computer. Just in- interesting stuff, all right? And you know, one of the reasons with this situation that we're in at the moment, the pandemic, one of the things that apparently is delaying the vaccination from being rolled out as efficiently as it is, is that there's a deficit of chips mm-hmm. in the world at the moment and there's, they can't keep up with the demand for them. Mm-hmm. The mind boggles when you hear that these are the problems with manufacturing a vaccine. Paul, you you said, Paul, that Christian will be coming as your special guest to the conference that we're having on the 24th of April. Christian, are you into the music? I can be. I mean, this room I've got half a dozen guitars in. Oh, have you? Well done. (laughs) Yeah, well done. So you play the guitar, so? Yes, I play guitar, bass guitar, and I tell people I also play violin, but I'm pretty bad at it. God bless. Well done. Paul, it looks like we have a musician now as well for our our music day at the conference. If you're going to design a music experience into a conference experience, you need to consider what kind of music would go down well. Like, for example, if all my favourite kind of music was available and no other kind of music was available, well, I don't know how many people would actually stay in the music room. Mm-hmm. So I won't be having an opera room. Okay. No. Instead, I'd be having a heavy metal room with Christian. Oh, Christian sounds good. Christian is delayed with that a anyway. Heavy metal room at the Division A conference <laughs> that afternoon. And I'm bringing my saucepans and we'll have steel band and heavy metal together christian don't you think that would be a fine combination oh i think it would be that's definitely metal there you've got (laughs) i like it there's a nice play on words there m-e-double-t-l-e as against m-e-t-a-l well done but there we are. That's going to be superb. I was actually going to get one question on the software side, uh, Christian, in last year's international convention was the first time that Toastmasters International had done such an elaborate piece of communication all around the world, over 20,000 people. And part of it failed, as will often happen in these big new things that haven't been run before. I think a whole lot of work had to be done overnight, practically, to enable everything to go up live the following day. Tell me, have you worked many all-nighters in a desperate attempt to get the system back up and running (coughs) morning? Yes, yes, more than a few times, more than a few times. It's usually because um, (coughs) someone has put the wrong letter in somewhere. All right. And... uh, and then, uh, yes, it can be quite exciting. But with the kind of work I do, because um, it's people's lives on the line, it's it's not just will the world conference happen tomorrow, it's will somebody still be alive tomorrow? So it uh, it can be, um, yeah. You're, you're not leaving us into state secrets or anything there, no, Christian? Oh, either. not with that one, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you a tester by disposition? Um. I, I like to say I do a little bit of everything. Um, no, no, I'm, 
Yeah, I do do a little bit of testing, but uh, usually I try and get my minions to do that for me. Yeah, it's often one of the things that people skimp on when they're mm-hmm. developing websites, and it's a terrible mistake. I, I have some experience in that area, but definitely testing software, mm-hmm. testing websites on every available type of uh, um, device. So many people put their website up, and they don't test it on all the different devices that all the people are going to be using. And then they wonder why they have to spend so much time afterwards fixing things and producing updates. (laughs) That's a good point, Paul. What looks good on your laptop won't fit on the iPhone or your smartphone, you know? Well, it's the trouble with Android, you see. If everybody was Apple, there'd only be one uh, operating system, you see. But there are about nine, or Christian will tell me how many different Android systems there are. But basically... (laughs) That's why everything comes out quickest on uh, iOS. Right. Interesting. You have to have bigger numbers of teams on the Android. Is that right, uh, Christian? Uh, pretty much. For uh, for Android, it's a uh, different version. Oh, sorry, Moira. Yes, <laughs> there are lots, hundreds or thousands. Jeez, that's interesting. And that brings us with the hundreds and thousands that you can put <laughs> on your cakes to a nice conclusion to this week's episode of the talk show for talkers and we're delighted to say thank you very much to our very special guest this week who taught us a lot i didn't realize i have so much more to learn mr christian collinson christian it's been a pleasure thank you sir thank you very much thank you very much we look forward to seeing you all again next week with a brand new show of the talk show for talkers Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website irishtalkers.com for more information.